Popeyes or KFC? Popeyes. Ew. If I had to choose one, I would have to choose Popeyes. You think their chicken's better than KFC? I mean, nobody's chicken is better than my grandmother's, but I'm just saying. If I had to choose, it would be Popeyes. Well, grandma wasn't enough. K- <laughs> KFC, to me, is a little greasy. Like, really, really soggy and greasy. That's how I feel about Popeyes. Well, that's how I feel about KFC. Oh, my God. I can't. I'd, I'd, rather, do, I'd rather do Popeyes. Ew. Don't look at me like that. Okay. All right. Okay. So in this summer, okay. So when it comes to hair and nails and things like that, when it comes to toes, do you keep them done year round? Do you only keep it done when you have to go out, or are you just a summer girl for your toes? I try to keep them done year round only because I have um, like a skin complex where Mm -hmm. my feet. They just do like this own like webbing and peeling. So it'll become like two layers of skin uh-huh. and then it'll start to shed like a snake. So I have to keep my feet done or it'll look horrible. And Joshua hates it anyway. <laughs> Joshua I tried it. to be funny. I've never heard of anything like that. I'm I'm serious. Oh my god. Is it like psoriasis? It's kinda like psoriasis. So I have like severely dry skin. Mm. Like severely dry skin. Like mm. on my scalp, my lips. On my feet, my skin, I have to be, my skin is very sensitive to a lot of things. Like, I can't put stuff, something that has alcohol in it uh-huh. to wash my face. It burns my face, like, right down here in my, um, around my mouth and right, stuff like right. that. It'll turn it black. Oh, my gosh. So, one day, that one day I used something, I can't remember what I used to wash my face, and then all of this, all of the skin up under my, uh, my mouth started peeling. What the heck? Yeah. So my skin is very sensitive. So, yes, I have to keep my feet done <laughs> all year round. Oh, my gosh. I'm definitely like a... After March 21st, when spring oh hits. Oh, my god. That's when. But if it's one of those off seasons, mm-hmm. like if I'm wearing like a shoe that shows like only two or three of my toes. I'm done with you. I'm only... You, you're only going to pay those three? Yeah. You raggedy. <laughs> Next question. Next question. That is not raggedy. That I know a lot of people do that too. So you only got three toes, but the other two are just just dangling with no polish or chipped or nails. Well, nobody. If I'm because it's always like I'm out the door, so I have to like put my polish in the car and I have to paint and I have to like wave my foot to dry it so that it doesn't smudge. So you raggedy and ghetto. Well, oh my <laughs> the other day I went somewhere and. Like, you know, like, I have a thing with, like, HGTV, and I like to just randomly go to these um, open houses. Mm-hmm. So I was coming from Safeway, and I was like, oh, my God, let me go see what's in this house. So I get there, and there was a sign, and it said, please take your shoes off. I was like, motherfucker. I ain't going. And I had to. <laughs> I was I ain't like, going. oh, man, it looks like my toes are not painted. Right. But technically, they are. But they haven't been, like, brushed up with the paint. I, I don't have ugly feet. I actually have pretty feet, in my mind. But... You know when, like, it's it's been on there for, like, a while, so it's chipping a little mm-hmm. bit? And it's just, like, a little, like, a cloud of nail polish face. <laughs> like, it's yes. in the middle of the yes. Yes. That's what it looks like. But March 21st is when you, like, I have to keep my toes in and things like that. Okay, that's fine. But just don't judge me because of my little dry skin thing. Okay, friend. I will always have something in my purse for you. Thank you. If you ever need to Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Um... Are you a, do you prefer to be a host or do you prefer to go to people's houses for events and things? 
go to people's events. I don't mind hosting. The thing is, I'm very anal. Mm, very like anal. what? What do you mean? Like it has to be what I envision in my head, and if it's not that, I don't want to do it. For when you Fuck go to somebody's house? No, no. If I'm hosting, if I'm hosting an event, if it's not how I envisioned in my head, I will cancel all of that shit. Why are you so dramatic? So you don't like people coming to your house? I like people coming to my house. Right. That's fine. I just haven't, like, for my daughter's birthday party. I planned it out, like, six months before her birthday. Oh, my God. All right, I I'm one of those people. Like, I need if I'm going to have a caterer, I need to know exactly what food we're going to have. I need to know where it's going to be. And it has to be, I have to know where everything is going to go. And I have to, I'm just anal about that when it comes to party planning. That's why my son is not having a birthday party this year. We're taking but our like, black asses. So what if y'all have like a game party. night? Would you rather go to a game night or have it at your house? Or you I'd, rather, I'd rather go to, I'd rather host my own game night. Because... I feel like my games are fun. Like, I got the Jumbo Uno cards. I got the, uh, what What do you mean? I got the shout, uh, the thing where you put a little piece in your mouth and you're supposed to read the cards and somebody's supposed to guess what you're saying. I forget what it's called. It's speak Out. It's called Speak Out. Like, I have legit good games. So I haven't and you I had one. You... I just moved. Whatever, Arshay. I just I'm moved. Waiting. Okay, well, you will get your invitation you. when I have... Oh, that's what you're talking about. Because yeah. I texted you and I told you we were. I haven't planned it yet. I'm still whatever. To, no, I haven't. I haven't planned okay. it. Yet. I haven't done anything with okay. those hoes. They asked. Oh, they asked me. <laughs> they was like, um, "We want to meet Alex," and I was like, "Okay." I'm shellfish. Oh, I didn't friends. even. I didn't even mean it like that. Like just in general, like me personally. No, I'm just saying my friends said they want to meet you, and I'm really selfish when it comes to my friends. No, I'm, I'm like, saying like I didn't okay, mean it in the sense of like you hosting something. I was just saying in general. In general, I mean, I would come to somebody's. Uh, I would come. I would come. But I like to host my own my own stuff. I, I think I'm fun. I'm <laughs> a lot of fun. I I'm think insane. I'm funny too. I can't have just anybody in my personal space, and. <laughs> This See? is awful. Wait, let me tell you. So, me and um, two of my best friends, we do, like, we have, like, a mostly, like, girls' night. Mm-hmm. And my friend had it at her house. Like, she was bummed. She was a great hostess. But me, I'm like, all right, what do y'all want to eat? And after a while, I was just like, I got ready to go in the shower. And they were like, what are you doing? And I was just like, well, I'm tired. Y'all don't have to leave, but I'm tired. So, I just give that forewarning. When people come to my house, you are not a guest. And I don't believe in hosting, per se. Like, you're welcome to come over, but please don't expect me to do anything extra. Because I will act like you're not in my house. I am the same way, but when I know I'm hosting an event and I send you yeah. a text message saying, hey, we're going to do this, blah, 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 blah. I'm I'm in full host mode. But if you yeah. just randomly come over to my house yes, yes. or some, something like that, I'm not stopping what I'm doing. Yeah. I think it depends. I can if host outside of my house, but not in my house. Like, if out. it's your first time to my house... The first 15 minutes that you're in my house, you are a guest. After yeah. that, you got to fend for yourself. Because within that first 15 minutes, I'm going to show you where the bathroom is, where mm-hmm. the kitchen is. I'm going to show you where the trash can is. You can get your own food if you want to, if That's you're hungry. Nice where the microwave is, the toilet paper. All. You're going to learn all of this. Because after 15 minutes, That's it. don't ask me to do shit for yeah. you. Yeah, no. Because I'm not doing shit. So don't ask me. <laughs> you get 15 minutes, and then yeah. that's it. You're right. I'm but then, I'm sorry. But then also, like, playing host, like, if it's at my I house. I get tired. I get tired and, like, I'll I'm disappear. Like I'm going to go lay down and 
<laughs> I'm gonna start cleaning up, and if you haven't noticed when I start cleaning up, it's time, and I'm looking at you, but I don't want to be like, all right, guys. So I'm just gonna lay down. I'm gonna start cleaning up. And oh, I'm the blunt one. I'm the blunt one out of the friends. I, I would like be like, but I'm I wish that people so... get my hint. I ain't got time for hints. Tell me what you want. You want me to leave? Okay, just I will get up. get up and go. I don't take offense. I think that's what it is. People don't know how to take me, so I don't take offense to things. Right. And I have like really super, super duper thick skin, literally, <laughs> <laughs> and like physically, but. I don't take offense to things. So if you decide you want to start cleaning up, I will text Josh and be like, this bitch over here cleaning up. I guess it's time to go. Yes. And then we would just leave. Like, That's oh, when you yes. have company who don't know when it's time to go. Like I've been some places too when people have like their game nights mm-hmm. and I can like, I know, I know baby girl's tired and we all out here talking like, come on, let's put our shoes on. But she's trying to be polite and doesn't want to say, okay guys, get the fuck out of my house. And see what I do, my game nights, I try to, when I say try because my friends listen to the podcast. I've always wanted to do a game night slash sleepover. So we go on, play games, get drunk, talk shit, and then we're going to fall asleep. But even in the morning, I want you going by a certain time. Damn. Because people expect you to want to cook them breakfast. And oh, that's why we get a hotel room. Okay, well, see, that's different. And y'all bitches going to put in for that's it. That's different. Like, if the room is $150 and there's three of us, we're going to split that's that three different. ways. And we're going to put it on this hotel room and different. have a game night. But then my friends... My my girlfriends, my best friends are like sisters to me, so they already know how I am. So they just they just they don't pay me no mind. Yeah, my 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 best friends know how I am. They just like sisters. They get in my they get in my damn nerves. But, but you love them. Though. I love I love those bitches to death. I swear to God, I do. Speaking of not necessarily bitches, but <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the podcast, guys. The welcome hashtag- back to another episode. Hashtag nobody famous, famous. podcast. Y'all can't see me, but I'm over here moving my arms like yes, Alex in the face. <laughs> because it is March, so that means we are in Women's Month. And today, Ooh. although you all are hearing the episode probably on a Monday during the week or after this. On a Monday. Hopefully. You better be listening on Monday. With your notifications. Notifications. Um, <laughs> today is Friday. The date is... March 8th. March 8th. And today is International Women's Day. International. So with that being so, before we get started, I do have a couple of shout outs that I want to Let me get. do my shout out first. Okay. I only got one person. Good. I want to shout out Tony Harris. She's the first female athlete to receive a full whole ass scholarship. For football. Okay? Amen. Football. Not the soccer. American American football. football, Physical football. Aw. So, shout-outs to you, baby girl. Shout-outs to her. Shout-outs to you. Shout-outs to her. Okay, so, I'll be feeling important when I know people who doing things like boss girl moves. You better do it. You better (laughs) do it. So, my first shout-out goes to a friend of mine named Portia. She just dropped her Shiro fitness workout line today um that is shiro s-h-e-r-o fitness okay um i'm super excited for her i know she's had this in the works for a while so she i'm happy huh girl <laughs> 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 don't be throwing me off of my spiel i'm sorry go ahead. okay in two ways i want to give a shout out to you Portia. i'm really happy about i'm really happy for this i'm very excited about you and just a quick little blurt from her website this apparel is specifically catered to empowering women of all shapes and sizes that generally care about meeting their own health goals. It's never about where you start. It's about how you empower and motivate yourself to keep, impress- to keep pressing forward. Your fitness journey has begun, ladies. Every woman is her own. She wrote, her fight is never finished. And making healthier choices are essential to living a happier life. 
Yay, Portia! Girl, you better go with the poetry. And then my next one by the name of G. Jenny was one of, she was actually my um, personal trainer. I absolutely love her. And shout out to her. She, although I haven't been in quite some time because I have been lazy, so that is all my fault, but I, I support you here in spirit. Um, she is doing the damn thing and she started her own black fitness movement. She is a co-founder of that. And that is black as in B-L-K fitness movement mvmt and i'm super proud of her she's out there making her boss girl moves she's got her own book business she has a book out and the book is about um nutrition and working out so it's like a your own little workout diary so i'm really happy for her um black women out there just people in general it's really important to keep your body healthy eat right not only that but also exercise Yada, 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 the whole nine yards. So I'm super excited for her. She was very motivating. I need to get back on it and stop bullshitting. I will be back at some point in time because summer is just around the corner. So shout out to and you, ladies. You that dress. Yes. I fit the dress. However, I'm just not crazy about how my arm. So don't do that to me, Arche. I didn't say nothing. I don't have any upper body strength. Are you like... Nope. Okay. I used to play basketball. Uh-huh. And then... I met my husband, then we had kids, and all that shit went out the window. See, you know what it is? I don't, I'm pretty active. I don't mind working out, but it's just when I come home, I eat whatever I want, or I wait all day to eat, and then I eat late. I used to eat one time a day. When I, before I met my husband, I used to eat one time a day, and it wasn't bad because I, it's, it's about what you put in your body. Right. Not how many times you eat. Because you right. can, you can eat one time a day. Right. But, but you it's can, what you're eating. Right, it's what you're eating. Yeah. You're I don't right. recommend anybody eat one time a day. I'm Let just saying you, after you 24, my body was just like, okay, Alex. Like, yes, everybody says that is not work Everybody says 30 is when your body shuts no. down. But I don't know. When I hit 25, know. it was like, bitch, no, it's 25. No. You're, no, stop it. But nonetheless, shout out to all of you ladies on International Women's Day. Shout out to you. Oh, one more shout out to my actual friend named Portia. That's funny. Okay. Yes, that's my bestie. Like my little, well, I would say little sister because I'm older than her. I'm going to shout out to you, baby girl, for getting your associate's degree. And continuing okay. And accounting because ain't nobody got time to be playing with numbers all day. So shout out to you. Money, and then money. shout out to Katrina. Oh, I want to Yes, I want to tell Katrina that I love you so much and you are doing so great. Aww. Remember that, okay? If nobody loves you, just though I do. But bitch, stop texting me all times of late at night. <laughs> Alrighty, so now that we've gotten our announcements and our unofficial introduction out the way, <laughs> Arshay, do you have any news in pop culture that you want to share with us today? Where do we start? Okay, quickly and briefly, I just want to go over, well actually we can make this as long as we want to, I don't care. Fabulous and his no jail time. Ha 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 ha. So, if you guys are not familiar, Fabulous, he is actually dating Emily. I think they got Dean. married. They got married? Yeah. Mm, just like Joelle, so, Satan, so and that Cambella. She couldn't testify, whatever. It just was. like Joelle, Satan, and Cambella. Disgusting. Go ahead. Go well, ahead. I think that's what happened with Cambella and Joelle, Satan, yes. if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So, if you're not familiar with um, Fabulous and Emily B, they are now married. But Fabulous and Emily B got into a really heated argument where it became threats and he physically like hit her 
and it knocked a tooth out of her mouth. Mm-hmm. Her father was there or present for the altercation. Yeah, it was recorded and, he and everything. Was, yeah, he got threatened by Fabulous. So I guess they figured it was best for them to go ahead and get married. That way... Um, it will be, what is it, um, husband, wife, they can't testify against one another? Yeah, she can't testify against him. I think it's something like that. Yeah. So basically, they're saying Fabulous will not be serving any jail time because Emily B. right now, because they are married, she can't testify against him. What are your thoughts on, on this? Um, I personally know someone who's been through domestic violence and, you know, just without going into detail, like, if they, if they... If the person didn't have enough time to call the police, you know, her and her children would be dead. So when it comes to domestic violence, me personally, I don't play around with it. Um, A lot of times they say that, you know, people who were abused, abused and things like that. But uh, Emily, girl, I've never been in a physical situation, so I cannot really speak on what she should or shouldn't do. But I just hope and pray that she's putting her children first. Because in that video, he was... He didn't seem to care who was around. You understand what I'm saying? Um, I don't really know. I, I try not to really, because again, like it's been so close to home for me for someone that I know personally, someone that I grew up with. I don't tend to tread lightly on that. And I'm a firm believer of if he puts his hands on you once, he'll do it again. Um, and... In my logical state of mind, you ain't about to knock my motherfucking tooth out and think I'm about to be staying. I don't care how much money you have. First of all, you ain't about to touch me and think I'm not going to hit you back. I don't know if you heard, but Charlotte LaRouge is closing stores. I heard. Now, I read that the other day, and I was like, this is a joke. But it didn't really, like, register. And when I think of Charlotte LaRouge, I think of all the times that I was in college at UMS, and they had this one... They call it a mall, but whatever it is. Um, and, like, everybody would go there. We would get our shoes. And you know how Charlotte LaRousse used to have that sale? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Now, the shoes were cute, but they hurt my feet like nobody's business. <laughs> I will say that. But I go there, like, to get, like, little sandals or something like that. Like, they quick always throwaway had the sandals. sandals. Yes. The only thing that bothered me is because they, they never had my size. I never <laughs> wore their clothes. I can honestly say no, that. No, not clothes. I'm talking about shoes. They never had my size shoe. Mmm. You are tall. Don't be disrespectful. I'm not. I'm not. No, my other friend is tall and she says the same thing. Like, it's hard to find. It is. Like, it's, shoes. It's really hard to find shoes. Have, were you ever able to get shoes in there? Mm-mm. So, where are you getting, like, your heels and stuff from? Just fat. Okay. Shoe, shoe dazzle. I've always wanted to try it. Like, I always see their stuff, but I have very flat, wide feet, so I have to be careful of what I put on my feet because they'll hurt. You can send them back. See, I don't have time for all of that. Like, you mess around, you you mess up my orders, just going to be messed up, and I'm just keeping here. That's going to require me to have to go back to the post office. Oh, I just make Josh do it. See, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm going to mess around and miss the shipping date for them to send it back. So, wait, what? So, do so you, it's did they a monthly say, subscription. Well, I mean, for like the Charlotte Roots, do they say, like, why they're closing it or, like, are they closing it in this area? Because springtime is coming up. All no, the stores and the sales started Thursday. When? Yesterday. You know, Payless is going out. I never I haven't been Payless since I was little, but 
They're going out of business with a lot of. Uh, first of all, a lot of people nowadays, all they want to do is order online, which exactly. is me because that's me all day long. Yeah. I will, I will, I prefer to order online than to go to a store. I absolutely hate shopping. Right. I don't care if it's clothes shopping, grocery shopping, who's shopping, your shopping, my shopping. <laughs> I ain't doing it. The only place I think that I that makes me happy is Target when there's nobody there. Oh my gosh. Target, Target makes me so happy. Honey, don't, we can have a whole episode on Target. We could. Because it just, it just, it fills me with so much joy to so be in Target. So much joy. I pull out my app. I go in there. Where do you start in Target? The home. Home goods section. Okay. Looking for throw pillows and rugs and little I chairs and I have to start things. by the, well, it depends on what Target I go to. Now. I go far out. I go the white people are. I, I go there because if I go to the one that's like inner city, uh-huh. it, it's too many Nigglinis. <laughs> There's too many of them. I'm sorry. Every Target has its own personality, but my favorite part of Target, I would have to say, is their clothing clearance rack, mm-hmm. and then also their like beauty area. I love their beauty, and I can area. get little things for my purses, yes. so like my little Vaseline's and my Carmexes and my sanitizers and everything. I just love it. I just like their home their home section is everything. It I is. can just But Target will have me broke. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yes. I am not to go there by myself. One minute you think you just paying seventeen ninety nine for something yeah. and they ring it up and they say oh. two hundred and eighty five dollars. I have well, to go in every aisle at Target. Yes. I do. Don't Any let me excuse. go into Target by myself. Yeah, you no. will not find me. But you know what though? I don't like going let me say this. I honestly don't like going to Target with people, especially because I just feel like it's disrespectful if you go on a Target, you're not just going to take that time to like get that that energy in there. If I'm having a bad day, you know, I'm going to Target. And people will know, like my mom will call me and she'll be like, where are you? I'm like, oh, I'm just actually like, are you at Target? And I'm like, you know, I got to hang up. You shouldn't know where I'm at, when I'm at, where I'm at. Well, you shouldn't be at Target according to your wallet. I need stuff. <laughs> No, no, really. No, according for real. To, according to your wallet, you no, shouldn't be at Target. <laughs> Dead serious. Oh, but, but that yeah. makes me sad for the Charlotte Rose. I feel like I'm going to have to go in and I used to get like the little accessories that they had in there. Aw. Oh, well. That's not nice, Ashay. Oh, well. Do you think <laughs> they'll just have like an online store just indefinitely? Like, no, all I, the way I, down? Think, I think it's all the way down. Because they're competing with. Forever 21, H&M, yeah. Express, Pretty Little Thing, Fashion Nova, mm-hmm. Zara, the list goes on. Right. They're competing with a lot of big name companies that are doing, especially Fashion Nova. Yeah. Doing and people thing. can say what they want about Fashion Nova, but those jeans, the way these thighs are Baby, set up, you better, they do, you they do better, it justice. They do it. You better. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Moving on. <clears throat> Netflix is being sued by one of the attendees of the Fire Festival because they, from what she said, they did not provide her copyrights for her footage. Well, what footage did she give? I don't know what footage was taken from her, I guess, her social media. And was that the girl who was like the socialite? I couldn't tell. Girl, shut up. It was very, like, the, the article was very short. It was just like pretty Girl, much shut nothing. Up. She just be act stop. Move She's on, still in. She is seeking one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in damages 
Okay, and goodbye. Please move on. I don't know. You think know. it's worth 400? Okay. No, stop. Because you know something? When you go and you do stuff, and if it's the person I think of, you'll post it on social media anyway, so cut the bull. Please, stop. Okay? It's already out. You didn't expect the documentary to do all that it did, and it did, and now you want your piece of the pie. I get it. I get it. But copyright your stuff or all that other nonsense before you go ahead and you want to post it up there, Miss Block. I know exactly what you're talking about. Cut it out. All right. And whose mama is that? News. Have you seen (laughs) Tiger's hair? Tiger looks like, I seen like two pictures of him. The first picture, he looks like somebody's mother who's dropping him off at school with the bonnet on her head. With the hairs hanging down a little bit. And you know how we just get our hair pressed and we real pressed and we want it to lay down. If we just put a wig on and we want the glue to lay down real good so we need 10 minutes of the scarf on. That's what he looks like in this picture. The scarf is important. The scarf is very important. It's key. He looked like some my mother. You're going to have to show me that picture. He looks like some my mother that just dropped their kid off in the school school drop-off line. I know that he was actually recent. Oh, guys, I'm looking at the picture. Tiger got hair. Yeah, he, got, yeah, he got some length now. It's healthy. Mm-hmm. There's some healthy hair. I know he was in the news recently because um, I guess a fan got injured at his concert mm-hmm. or something like that. The judge issued a warrant for his arrest because he didn't appear in the court. I guess he, the the person. This is stemmed back. I want to say from 2007. 2007. Uh-huh. 2017. Right. And the, the fan is seeking $250,000 in damages. And I don't think Tiger has the money. So he hasn't appeared in the court. So they're now issuing. Tiger, issuing just, a, Tiger uh, has gotten his car repossessed. So Tiger ain't got no money. And I guess for me, the thing is like. I'm going to have to send some more. But why wouldn't you sue? But remember when Miguel was at the Music Awards and he did that karate chop jump thing? Yeah, he was sued too. He split, but the thing is, is that when he asked her, was she okay, whatever it is, this, this was was with that. He asked her, she was okay, and she said she was fine. He spoke to her back in the back of the stage. She said she was fine, and then months later, she then decided, oh my gosh, now I want money. And the story is that people think that somebody got in her ear and said you should have gotten the money, whatever it is. Might have been, or something could have happened after. You know how like you get in a car accident and you get um. What is it called? What am I looking for? The word. Injury. No, not injury. Whiplash. Um, no. Adrenaline. Your adrenaline clicks in, right. so then you don't feel shit. And then you get home all of a sudden, your goddamn but foot is over later, here. But months later. Okay, I get it. She was being I get it. Now. I get that. it. No. But I'm just saying. She was. Yeah. What if she had like some severe doctor bills? Okay, just stop. I'm just Her saying. head. First of all, he, that man was hopping around. <laughs> And me personally, like, when you watch those concerts and they have their, like, fingers on the stage, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. In other sued news, Fat Joe, the Frenchie of the Montana, and Remy Martha are being sued. By one of the co-writers of All the Way Up, apparently he did not receive his... I hate that song. Okay. I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Apparently, he did not receive his um, credit rights or uh-huh. writer rights on the song. Um, he approached Fat Joe maybe a few months after the song um, came out. aired. Right. Um, and he was like, you know, basically, are you guys going to give me my writing credits? And they linked up at like a little IHOP or whatever. Fat Joe wrote him a check for $5,000. 
and kept it pushing. He said, when, when the video or the song makes more money, we'll give you some more money. They never reached out again. They never reached out again. And then recently, um, I guess the person, I want to say his name is Elliot, he claims that he, conf- well, he ended up running into the Frenchie of the Montanas outside of um, DJ Khaled's studio booth. Right. And he asked him about it, and he got the silent treatment. So he's going to get his money. Action. I get that. I, I would too, but I feel like, because I feel like something like that had happened with, um, I don't remember what, I think it might have been a Kanye West song. I'm not particularly sure which one it was. But the person was upset because, you know, they didn't get their 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 credit for the thing. Right. But I think it's very important for artists when you are going up there online and you are putting your, you know, your beats and your music or whatever it is online. It's important to make sure that you have some type of, if people are, let me say this, because I'm not a musician or anything like that. But I would imagine that it would be smart to buy the rights to your stuff, number one. But I don't necessarily know what the legal work is behind that. And, oh my God, I'm trying to remember what song it was. But anyways, it was a really big Kanye West song, and the person who made the beats was upset about it. Mm-hmm. That he didn't get any money for it. But, but Kanye's argument was, you put it online. There was no name attached to it or anything like that. I saw it, I liked it. There was no legal way to do whatever it was, so I went ahead and I took advantage of that. And now the person was trying to afterwards sue him for that. And I think with stuff like when you are writing for people and you are going ahead and you're doing your song credits, isn't there some type of legality that you have to to go through with that? I'm assuming it would be. He. I'm assuming okay. it would be. Okay, I'm not a lawyer, but okay. I guess I would sue for that <laughs> because I'm you making millions off of my song. Right, I'm not. All I get is five thousand dollars, and but you sitting on millions. But I only get five thousand dollars. You right. Yeah, I'm gonna sue for that. I would sue. I would sue. In baby mama drama clapback oh edition, Jeannie Mai from the real. Okay. I love me All right. some Jeannie. Okay. All right, I'm ready for this because go ahead, tell the story. I love me some Jeannie. So Jeannie Mai opened up recently about her divorce with uh, Fred. Her exchange, exchange, her exchange, estranged. Thank you. You're I welcome. Don't know, it won't come out my mouth. Okay. It's okay. With Freddie. She basically is saying that because she was she was making majority of the money at the time of the divorce, he was at the court made her pay spousal support. Right. So she opened up about that on the reel. And then that's when the baby mama decided that she wanted to go ahead and clap back and say some very disrespectful things. Oh yes, I saw that. It says looking looking okay, so Jeannie said that she was looking out for herself. So Yeah. <clears throat> so I actually saw the episode and the conversation was Nene Leaks was on the show as a guest host <clears throat> and they were having a conversation about women protecting themselves and, you know, legal things and everything. So Jeannie Mai opened up about her recent divorce, which is about maybe two years ago now. Yeah. And she was saying that initially when they had gotten together with her husband, um, they did have a prenup, but initially it was that her husband was the he was making more money than her. So if at that time that they had divorced, then he would have had to pay her. At this time, as they moved on, Jeannie Miley, she's built her career. She's began making money. At the time of their divorce, she was considered the stronger earner. And because of that, she was ordered to pay um, spousal support. So the ladies are chiming in on that. Her, Freddie Heritage, which is her ex-husband, the mother of his daughter now, which is his current girlfriend, who 
was pregnant before the ink was signed on the dotted line for them to be divorced, opened up her mouth again and was essentially telling Jeannie Mai, you better be quiet and just... Yeah. So this is what she said. Right, because I don't want to <laughs> say that wrong. Go ahead, please. Looking out for yourself, and I say yourself in caps because that's how she typed it. Looking out for yourself is why you are still miserable. You completely focus on yourself. This is why you are divorced. Yourself being the most important thing in the entire world is why you keep making up lies for attention. Move on. Ain't nobody thinking about you because we don't care. Stop trying to stop trying to tear down someone who doesn't care about you. Never one time has Freddie brought up drug your name through the mud. Even though that's where it belongs. Every week you come up with something dramatic, some dramatic story so you can get pity and attention. I ain't continuing on with this. First of all. She just needs to okay. stop on her business. So first and foremost, first and foremost, he hasn't married you. So why you speaking on that is beyond me. And that money, the alimony or the spousal support money, that's not for you. Okay? First of all. And it came out. That you were dealing with Freddie. And she apparently was a friend of the couples. Initially, she met them before. And before the, the ink was dry on the papers, you were pregnant. Okay? So, let's go back to that. All right? Then, how would you know what Jeannie Mai is saying if you are watching the show? How would she know? How, how would you know? And this is the problem that I have. She has been with Freddie for a hot minute. And I'm although like 13 years. No, no, I'm talking about the, the his current girlfriend. Oh, okay. okay. Yes, you two share a daughter. But Freddie and her ex-husband, her now ex-husband, were together for about 14 years. And I imagine in the midst of people going through a divorce, you know, you don't you don't go into a marriage anticipating, okay, I'm gonna go ahead, I'm gonna get divorced. I don't think you imagine like a lot of people I would imagine aren't thinking that way. Right. But regardless of what did or didn't happen in their marriage, they still have history together. And you were not in that marriage. So while you're opening your mouth to speak about something that you do nothing about, mind you, you're probably only hearing one side of the story, is beyond me. I need her to have several seats, okay? Because until that man puts a ring on your finger, I don't know why you're worried about it, okay? Stop. Because you're going to look real dumb if it ends up being that you two don't continue on being together in a relationship. Aren't they on again, off again anyway? Didn't yes, they they're on again, off again. So I don't know why she opened up her mouth. It the check, me. first of all, for me, the check ain't got your name on it. Exactly. So it's not for her. So why is she worried about to it? To parse your crusty little lips and say any motherfucking thing. I can say whatever I want. Because you know what it is? She's worried. I can say whatever She's I want. She's trying to... She, I hate when women are like that where you are the, the new piece and you want to try to defend stuff that you, you want to know about nothing about. you know nothing about. Please stop. When people have had histories and they've been in a long, long-term relationships, remember, when you get involved with that person, I always say... If I were single and I was talking to a man and he, let's say, for example, he got out of a five-year relationship and he's only been single for six months, I'm not getting with you. Because there are still some things that you need to tie up. You need to heal from that situation. You need to figure out whatever finances that you two shared. And especially like Jeannie Mai and her husband, they shared property together. Mm -hmm. They had all those different things. So I remember that was a big controversy. But again, I'm just confused as to you're saying that Jeannie is worried about you all. Why are you watching her show? How do you know what was said? I need her to stop. I need it. I, I do. 
I agree. I feel like if the check ain't, like I said, if the check don't have your name on it, you need to mind your business. Okay. Because you weren't in this relationship. You don't know what transpired. Exactly. We got a divorce because, they got a divorce because Jean, um, Freddie wanted kids. Jeannie. That was part of the reason. Right. Well, from what I know, she didn't want kids. Freddie wanted kids and she wanted to let him go. Right. To be happy. Right. I don't want to have kids. Right. So go and find somebody that wants to have kids. I want to make you happy. And right. that sometimes your happiness is not with me. And if we need a divorce, because I don't want you to sit up here and cheat on me while we marry, because then I'm going right. to kill you and her and that baby. Okay, maybe, let, let, me, let me take the baby You back. going to jail. Let me take... You going to prison. Okay, let me take the baby Please back. Take that but I'm going to kill you and her. Yeah. And then the baby can go live with the grandmother. I just feel like when it comes to people's marriages... Just mind, your you, just mind your business. When you weren't in it, and remember, there's three sides to every story. There's his side, her side, and then the truth. Because you wasn't, you wasn't in the gym. She wasn't in their marriage. You wasn't in, in no. Nope. You wasn't in the gym shooting free throws with me. I see what you try to do there. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to get it, but I see. I was struggling because I was trying to remember the phrase. What was it? You wasn't. Was it to LeBron or Kobe? It was somebody else. To like, Kobe. No. no LeBron. It was Something, a drink He wasn't verse. with me shooting in the gym. Yeah. Yes. You wasn't with me shooting. You wasn't with them shooting in the gym. Mind your business. She's just a bird and she's bored and she's looking for attention. Stop. Jeannie Mike, keep doing what you're doing. Okay? Just stop. Stop. Just stop. Piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it's about goddamn time. Barbie heard us. Okay? <laughs> it's about time, Barbie. This should have been our shout out. Yes, but shout out to Barbie Mattel, um, my girl Yara Shahidi, the star I of Grownish. I freaking love that show. I love her. She has gotten her own Barbie doll um, through their Cheryl's collection. <clears throat> First of all, can I just tell you how much I love her? I love her too. I, just, I do. She's beautiful. First of all, she's a freaking sweetheart and she can act her butt off. She's gorgeous. I can't take it. Okay, so apparently... Um, there's a series of dolls called the Shiro Set, and what it is is they're paying homage to um, successful women that have made a difference within the country and around the world, and Yara Shahidi is the newest one to be featured. So um, some previous role models that they've had are tennis player Naomi Osaki of Japan, German cyclist Christina Vogel, Canadian ice dancer Tessa Virtue, British model Adawu Aboa, I apologize if I said it incorrectly, Indian gymnast Deepa Karmarka, Chinese artist Chen Man, and Ita Bootrose, a journalist and chairwoman of the Australian Broadcasting Corporation. So shout out to Barbie, and I guess their incentive behind this, they say, is Barbie will donate $1 from every dollar sold in the United States up to $250,000. The funds will be managed through the Mattel Children's Foundation. The initiative builds on the Barbie Dream Gap Project, which raises awareness around limiting factors that prevent girls from reaching their potential and just looking at this picture of the barbies i love i love how diverse these group of barbies yes. look they're so pretty and i can honestly say i love that they gave yari the natural hair yes that hair was on point yes and the baby did. edges was laid okay do you ever remember remember when brandy was in the movie um the Cinderella movie. First of all, that's Did the you only have... Cinderella movie yeah. I acknowledge, okay? My cousin had the the Brandy, whatever it is, Barbie doll. I did too. And I remember she had the braids. They did such a good job. Yeah. It was very ethnic. And my Spice Girls, my scary Spice Spice Girl, she had her fro. Yes. So Barbie gets it. When they when they want to, they when get they it. When they want to. 
when they want to. We they need can. you to want it a little more though. <laughs> Just a little more. I would like for my daughter to have a Barbie doll that she could play with that resembles her. That's Just important. saying. Just yeah. saying. Are you someone who let's say it's not Barbie? As a parent, would you be offended if someone gave your daughter a white baby doll? No. I wouldn't be offended, no. I think it's funny because it's very important that children see something yeah, something that looks like them. But in all honesty, I don't think kids give a damn. Kids don't see color. Right. Just so that's, with it. Right. That's why I'm not offended. Because right. my daughter right now, she has a whole bunch of white baby dolls that she walks around the house with. Just like she has black baby dolls. She got Princess Tiana baby dolls, right. different things like that. So kids don't see color. Yeah. But when it becomes that important age where she needs to see color, right. then that's when she's going to see it all. Right. One of my favorite... It's a show, but um, Dr. McStuffins. First of all, yes. I think it's, I love it. And when I used to work at the dental office, our dentist was black. And this mm-hmm. little girl came in and she called her Dr. McStuffins. Now, I don't know why, where she got that. But I guess she associated the doctor with right. Dr. McStuffins. And I was just like, that is so that cute. That is so cute. And she said, you know what, whatever will make her sit down in this chair so okay. I can do what I have to do. And the mother was just like, I'm so sorry. And the, the, the dentist Barney. was like, <laughs> the dentist was like, don't worry about it. It's okay. I appreciate it. So shout out to the doll makers who are including representation. That's all we ask. That's we just want to be included. Although most the black of my baby dollar dolls is very white. Right. But the black dollar is very powerful. And that's all I'm going to say. So backtracking a little bit. This actually happened... Like a couple weeks ago, and we didn't get to talk about it last week, but I'm going to let Arshay take this story away, my dear. Go ahead. Mary Ann Lasante. 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 Whatever. She knows who she is. She knows who she is. She knows what she did. (laughs) All right. So she is a Hawford County um, Congresswoman person, whatever. I don't know what she does. She pissed me off. So apparently she was overheard telling someone that knocking on doors in the Prince George's County area, is a nigger district. However, it is. But bitch, ain't nobody tell you so for those to chime you- <laughs> your motherfucking ass in, okay? So for those of you who do not know, Prince George's County is located in Maryland. I want to get up. Right and, it is, <laughs> and it is one of the most affluent uh, black counties in the country. Um, and Harford County, where she is from... Harford County, right? Harford County. That is where she's from. So apparently she was campaigning in Prince George's County, also known as PG County. And she was out, and she was overheard telling a colleague that PG County is... A nigger district. Nigger, with the E-R. E-R. Now... Not A, nigger. Technically... Now, you don't say nigger. Now, she was wrong, absolutely. There's no excuse for that. It is a predominantly black county. Right. Why would you... But that's not for you to say. Why would you say that? So this is what she says in her little apology. Yeah, she, she tried to apologize. She said, I am sickened that I use a word that is not in my vocabulary. She lying. It's in your vocabulary. It left your mouth. Then I mean, it's in your so vocabulary. Come, this is the thing that I have come to learn about people. People <sighs> say a lot of things. Like what we say behind closed doors, I'm sure a lot of us wouldn't have friends and a lot of people would think very differently of us of what is said behind closed doors. Mm. But we are in a, a day and age, and like I have been saying, you never know who's around. So when you step up, especially her being a representative, you don't know who's listening to you. Exactly. So why would you... Why would, first of all, why do you feel so comfortable to use that word? Girl, 
and I think it was like still up for debate if she should be like asked to step down and all this other stuff. And I read somewhere else that she was saying initially when they asked her about it, she said, I mean, sure, I used it. And I might have used the F word before and said the Lord's name in vain. Like now you're just telling on yourself. Right. Just, nobody asked you that. Nobody did. Nobody asked Nobody that. asked you all that extra stuff. We are questioning you about the nigger. N- not Nick. I'm sorry. Nigger. Nigger is what you said. We're but, questioning you about that. But things like that are why it's important to... And again, like, I was just able to vote for the first time a couple months ago. So I did my first, like, county voting. And I was really, really excited. But I think it's... Stuff like this proves to you why it's very, very important to know who it is that you are voting for. Learn all that you possibly can about them. Oh, nigger district. <laughs> what? Oh, nigger district. Okay, we got your nigger district. Okay, so... I saw this article, um, and being that we are just coming out of Black History Month, but we are in Women's Month, and we are black women, um, I saw this article, and it spoke to me so many on so many different levels, and um, it's called, I'm Exhausted from Trying to Be the Right Kind of Black Woman at Work, hmm. and it was written by by the name of G- D. Shantae, um, and I stumbled upon it on Facebook. So shout out to Facebook with their random post. I actually read this one. Um, but the essence of the of the article was just saying how she grew up in an area, just from when she was very, very young, she grew up in an area where she always felt like she had to code switch. Mm-hmm. Um, and for those of you who don't know, it's a term that, I don't know if other minorities use it, but I will say black people, we definitely use this term of when we are amongst our own, as in our own race race and ethnicity, we tend to, we're a little bit more relaxed in how we communicate and how we speak with one another. But when we go over and we are in mixed company of the white people, of white people, um, we tend to, uh, we modify how we speak, we modify how we dress, and just overall we're very mindful um, and aware that they are there. And we are very mindful of the, especially for women, I know myself personally, of coming off at work as the angry black woman. And a couple months ago, I went to this training and it was talking about, you know, essentially being black in the workplace. And obviously, I've been black my entire life. And growing up, I was in a very diverse population, although it was Connecticut. It's not what people think it was. Um, And then when I went to college, I went to an HBCU. And then what I so when I moved out here, I went to an HBCU and moving out in this era, this is the first time that I saw police officers that look like me doctors that look like me, representatives that look like me. So it was a, it was a great big deal for me because growing up, I never saw that. So to get into college and I'm around all this black excellence. And then when I, my two grads, my two positions of work post-graduation, I worked in fields of work or not fields of work, but office spaces that were predominantly black staff. So when I moved on to another position, I feel like now I'm finally, let me not say that. I'm now more aware of my blackness than I have ever been before. And I feel like un, un, like not even being aware of it, but I've definitely had to code switch or switch, whatever it is that she's called. I apologize if I'm not saying the term correctly. And I'll show you, have you ever felt like you or noticed it yourself when you do it? All the time. All the time. I would have somebody sitting in my office and we would have, you know, our regular conversation where I felt comfortable to speak with them. But then... When somebody else comes in my office, 
that is white, I switch it up a little bit. Yeah. I do more, more of a high, perky type of situation. Right. To make them feel comfortable. And I feel like we try to make them feel comfortable a lot. Yeah. Because we are looked at as negative all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I don't even know, like, what it is has been, like, this past year or so, but I'm definitely more aware of it. You know, I know I'm smart. I've gone to college. I've done what I had to do. I've had experiences. But I have definitely have, there's nothing has been more annoying to me than being in a, an environment. And not even just saying, like, work, but just in general. And when you say something, people being surprised by when you know certain things. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, well, why wouldn't I know that? Why are you surprised? And I definitely get the, like, when people are coming around, it's just like, yes, hi, how are you? You're using your manners. And when it is that you want to express yourself, I find myself trying to be a little bit more mindful because I don't want people thinking that she's being rude. She doesn't have any home training. She's being the angry, the angry black woman in the workplace. And when I read this article, I was like, oh my gosh, like we co-switched so much and I feel like I've been doing it. Like it's like second, second nature to me. Like I don't even realize that I'm doing it. Like I don't. And I was talking to another one of my friends and she was saying that her boss said to her something along the lines of her toning down or being mindful of her look. And she says she feels like she's that inclusion of the air quotes, diverse person in the workplace. Why are you giving that stink look, Arshay? It's not a stink look. It's just a frustration. Because I feel like we are always, always, we are always looked at as the ones that don't know a lot. Yeah. Or can't do this. Or all of these things. But now, I enjoy it now because I get to see that us as black people, we are educated. We are smart. Oh, yes. We are beautiful. We are doing great things in the workplace. And it's come to a point where I know somebody and she's like in a weird place because she's higher up in management. Mm-hmm. She has a seat at the table, but it's like she doesn't have a seat at the table. Yeah. You're there to observe. You, you, right. you met our quota to sit at the table. Right. Yeah. But you don't have an input to put in. Yeah. We don't want your input. We just want you at the table so we can look like we're diverse or we're letting yeah. somebody. And I feel like that's messed up because she has so much education, yeah. so much background yeah. to give to that one specific mm-hmm. company, and she's not able to do so. Mm-hmm. And I think it's something I was talking to someone a a black male and I was explaining it and you know his attitude was just kind of like why don't you just be quiet and whatever it is and I'm like see that's the problem because we're always quiet I I shouldn't have to dumbing myself down or be mindful of what I'm doing to make you feel more comfortable I shouldn't have to slap a wig on my head to get a job a straight wig straight straighten my hair or even when it comes to like um wearing your clothes I will never forget like years years ago like I am pretty shapely and I could wear the same thing as someone else but to be like I have been pulled aside to say hey Alex you know blah 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 and literally to me it's just like I can't help that I'm shaped the way that I'm shaped I cannot why does the conversation have to be had to me in comparison to this person do you want me to come into the office wearing a bag like what would you like me to wear and I just feel like 
as far as we come, as far as we have come as a people, as a system, as a society, I think it's just sad and it's it's crazy that I don't even you're aware of it, but when you sit there and I was reading the article, I was just like, oh my gosh, yo, that's me. And then just taking it a step further that we're doing this to make sure that they feel comfortable. You know? And walking into the office, like, just going into spaces, like, sometimes they don't want to speak. And sometimes I don't feel like speaking. But I don't ever want them to think she doesn't have any home training, she doesn't have any manners. So I make it my duty to go ahead and speak. Oh, hey there. Good morning. Blah, 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 blah. You change up your voice a little bit and... I just, it's exhausting. And it's exhausting to also, like, your friends that have a seat at the table, and then when it is that you do speak up, they're looking at you like you're, like, oh, my gosh, you know that? Mm -hmm. Or if there's something related to black culture, they're like, oh, have you ever? It's like they're they're trying to do it with kids. Like, just say what you need to say. Like, stop. It's like you're scared to say to black people, so they try to phrase it. Are African-American, just say black people. Do black people <laughs> like pig feet? Just ask your question. Just ask the question. Nobody better ask you yeah. not sense like that. No, I'm just saying it. Like, right, right. Come on now. It's like always walking on eggshells, having conversations with white friends because you want to say something, but then you always have to be like, well, I'm not talking about you, but, but white people do this and this and this right. and that. And it's not, and I don't want you guys thinking that like we have a dislike for white people. Like some of my good friends growing up were white and of other ethnicities and different backgrounds. However, my thing is just now as a woman, an educated woman at that, I understand how it is that we have to work four times as hard. It's not enough for us to be educated, okay? We have to make sure that we are speaking correct. We always have to, we, there is no room for us to go ahead and to make error. There's no room for us to make error. We can't have a bad day at work without someone looking or thinking, oh, you know, she's just very pat. Like, no. And it's always the feeling of, as a black woman in some of these spaces, feeling like I have to have it together or whatever the situation is. Or there's a difference if someone else says it in comparison to when I say it. What bothers me is, is like, we can't call somebody on their shit. Right. Without it being, oh, you're being a little aggressive. Maybe you yes. should tone it down. Did you consider this person's feelings? Did that person consider my feelings when they started fucking up? <laughs> Did they? Yeah, we do a lot of protecting for their feelings. And I just, I don't know. I feel like it's something. And even in having the conversation with my male like black friend, who is a male, like, Black men go through their own issues as well, but I feel like us as women, I just, like, even having that conversation, I was just like, but I guess it's kind of that mentality of, like, the boys club. Like, now I'm in a place where I know I am not only black, but I am a black woman in the space. So I know that I have to move differently. I know that I have to be mindful of certain things. And what kills me is that when certain conversations go about, and it's just like every now and then I have to like low key kind of show off when I know something so y'all so I can be included in the midst of the conversation. Oh, Alex, have you ever heard of Yes, I have. Thank you. I'm I'm very knowledgeable on it. What would you like to discuss? Like people always look at you as if you aren't supposed to know stuff. I just, I don't, for the life of me, I don't get it, which is why, like, just the older I get, I'm I'm understanding now why, as a black woman, I have to work four times as hard. And you know that black women are the most educated in the country? 
Mm. We hold the most... Um, but yet we're the most disrespected. Very disrespected. We're the most imitated. Hmm. You better preach. Everybody wants to be us, but they don't want to take the rep- replication. No. No, no, no. I know what you're talking about. They want to... They want to be it? us. No. They want to imitate us? Something I know. Oh, oh, it's on my tongue. I know what it is. Oh my gosh, what is it? All right, stay tuned for that. But that's like I remember the other day you and I were having a conversation about the Kim Kardashians of the world, mm-hmm. who are essentially striving to have all of our black women feature the hips, the butt, the fuller lips. Yet, I don't. I don't even like. How, how do you feel about that as a black woman? How do you feel about that when you see these women trying to, the things that we were, the very things that we were mocked for, now they're out there trying to, like, it's it's selling. Like, this is the body to be and, and things of that nature. It bothers me. It bothers me, but then it doesn't. Because that's just the way of America. Right. We are always talked about. Mm-hmm. But everybody wants to be us. Yeah. You want to rock our braids. You want to you wanna have our hips. You want to have our butt. You want to have... Like, you want to be us, but you don't want to take the struggles right. that we had. Yeah. Have. Had. Current, have. Currently. You don't want to take all of that on. I think black people, we are such a movement. We are. We and are we such, are seeing and, it. And, and like we, now. we are at the root of everything. And... Even when I think about like when this whole Gucci thing came about and people boycotting it and people were saying like how powerful it is that the black dollar is, you know, and they don't want us wearing our stuff, but we're the one out there supporting what they have going on. You, you, you don't like us, but you want to go to the plastic surgeon to have these bodies to, to be similar to ours. Like it, it's a big phenomenon when a white girl is walking around and she's got a big ass. It's like, oh my gosh, you mm-hmm. understand what I'm saying? But when a black woman does it, it's just, it's not appreciated, I feel, the same way. Even when it comes to our array of skin tones. When a white woman, she may have a little bit of a tan that's, oh my gosh, she's so exotic looking, da 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 goals and everything like that. But as black people, we call them in all different shades and sizes. So where's our recognition? Where Never is it? Never going to get it. Never. And it's just, I think it's sad, but I definitely, the older I get, although I am now becoming a little bit more aware of things, the prouder and the the more proud I am of being a black woman and definitely coming into my own of that. And if enough people don't tell you out there, like we are amazing. Like we truly are. We are trendsetters. We are the most educated out here. We do a lot. We do a lot for the world, and I feel, and I hate that we are so underappreciated. Let me ask you a question. If you had a white friend, uh-huh. and he or she said, nigga, not nigger, <laughs> not, not E-R, All this nigga, kind of- how would you feel about that? Okay, y'all are going to chew my head off, and this is going to sound crazy. Me, personally, let me say this. In general, I don't care. And the reason I say this is because as black pe- first of all, when I think about when black people do use the- when white people do use the word, let's particularly say in music. In hip hop, 
a lot of the people who purchase that music and who support those concerts and who go to those concerts and those artists who support the artists are white people. And for me, if you don't want, let's say hypothetically me as a white person to say nigga, but I'm paying for you to come to your concert. I'm supporting your music. Don't put it in the song and then get mad when I say it. I don't, to me, I don't really get that. Like when Kendrick Lamar brought old girl on stage and she was singing the song and she said, nigga, he had to stop the whole show and it was all this thing. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, she's just singing what's in the song. I don't think in that, in those moments like that, I don't think she's being aware of it. And I feel like as black people, if we don't want people to do certain things, we shouldn't do it either because Spanish people say it, Asian people say it. So now is it, do you feel comfortable with, minority saying nigga versus white people saying me per me personally i'm not gonna say anything that i'm gonna be offended by if that somebody else says that's just me personally i can't speak for everybody i cannot personally but i just feel like as black people and i hate to be like this you know I feel like as black people, as much as I love us, I definitely feel like we have a tendency. It's okay if we do it, but when somebody else d- does things, it's a problem. I feel like we're very sensitive. Yes. When we talk about, think about comedians, right? Mm-hmm. As black comedians, we talk about everybody. Asians, Hispanics, Middle Eastern people, white people, whatever it is. The minute somebody says something about us, oh my gosh. The world is over. How could they? We inviting people to the cookout. As soon as they go ahead and they do something that we don't like or whatever it is, it's a no. Forget them. They're canceled. They're this, they're that. I don't understand. And in situations like that, I need black people. I need us to make up our minds. You got to set the example. So I feel like we're all gun-ho for one thing at that moment. Yeah. But then later on, we're, we're back to doing the same thing that we were right. boycotting or giving up. Right. Like, we're not consistent with anything. Have you... I I agree with that. I I agree. Like, I can't even argue with you on that. I went to um, the Rolling Loud concert a couple years ago, the music festival. And everywhere I turned, like, with the artists, it was nigga this, nigga that, nigga this, nigga that. But I'm just looking around, and I'm like, to my fiance, I said, what are they saying? What are they saying? Nigga just... (laughs) Just out in the open. You know what I mean? Like, I know white people say it, but I was just like, are they just saying that out in the open? And in that moment, I was just like, you know what? I mean, like, I was just shocked. It was just like somebody was shocking me every time I heard it. I wasn't mad. And the artists kept singing their songs. And you know the the crowd of people that are in in your audience are white. So I just kind of feel like if you don't want people using the word don't use it. But I feel like for us, we have it more so as like a term of endearment. Right. And you're right. And you, and you are absolutely correct. And I know we're in this time. It's like with Amber Rose's hoe and slut walk movement or whatever situation that it was. Um, she was trying to take it and reclaim it and all this other stuff. I don't get mad at the word hoe or slut. Because I may go to my girl and be like, girl, girl. Ho, shut up. Shut up, ho. Whatever. But then I can't... I guess it's... You know what? No, let me take that back. I guess it's in the term and the way that you use it. 
Let me say that. I feel like it's the context of the yes. conversation. Because the next thing we know, people are going to be hitting us up. Alex, I can't believe you said that. And you're going to be letting these white people say that. That's not what I'm saying at all, black people. I'm not saying that <laughs> black at all. Black people, calm down. I just want to be very, very clear. I really feel like set the example. And you have to teach people how to treat you. And you have to teach people how to speak to you and address you accordingly. And I feel like if you do not want people saying those words or whatever it is, keep those words that you like to use in the house. Keep him in the house. Because don't get mad when homeboy is over here and he's listening to Yada or Kodak Black and it's my niggas and da-da-da-da-da and you mad. Don't do that. I, I just, I don't get it. But okay. I feel like we're just really sensitive as black people. But I feel like we have a right to be sensitive. Of course. Because of everything that has happened. However, I feel like... That's not an need- excuse. Well, we do like excuses now. Oh, Lord, I say you about to have them. I need some tea. <laughs> <laughs> this is your tea right here. Yeah, I... Okay, give me an example. Of what? I have examples in my mind, but give me an example of when you feel like... Collect... Okay. Collective, we are... All right, I'm going to use this example. Again, this will be my first time voting in the presidential election. This upcoming one, I'm super excited. But I remember there was a big controversy. It seems to be every time there's a presidential election, like, I hear black people say, I'm not voting. My vote doesn't matter. For me, we are not far far removed from the generation where people lost their lives for the right to vote. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. So I felt like you've got that right. Why not exercise it? I felt like it's a, it's a spit on their grave for all the hard work that they put in. And you as a black person, like people were literally dying. People were out there marching. People were leaving their homes and not knowing if, they, if it was that they were going to come back. All for the right for this generation that is here now for you to vote. And for you to go ahead and say, I'm not going to vote. I don't understand that. I just, I just don't... I get I what don't you're understand saying, that. but we need to also think about the people that feel like they're not heard. True. At all. They right. feel like they're not heard. Right. They go outside and, God forbid, they don't know if they're going to come home. Because huh, remember, you the, do you, did you hear about the story of the guy who was gardening in his own yard? No, what? He was gardening in his own Sorry, yard. Sorry, I'm opening something to drink. <laughs> he was gardening in his own yard. And it was like, I want to say four or five police officers I felt like yelling I recently at him. heard this. With guns, guns pointed at him. Yeah. And he's gardening in his own garden with a garden tool. I don't know what it was. Right. Picking up trash. Hmm. Yeah. So yet, I get what you're saying, and I'm not disagreeing with you. Mm -hmm. But I think we need to think of the people that die. Every oh, day. Yes. From oh yes. Senseless bullshit. Black bodies, we are not we, we are nothing to them. Nothing. We are disposable in every sense of the word. All the time. Every so when, sense when people of the say, word. I feel like my voice is not going to be heard, mm-hmm. why would I vote? Right. I get what they're saying. Right. But at the same time, yes, you need to go exercise your vote. Right. Because no, you won't be heard if you just sit in the house. You mm-hmm. want things to change. You want a different president. Take your ass to the polls. You and don't vote. like what's going on in your school system. Get involved in the local you don't elections. Like, you don't like the the, the police officer, the who, the sheriff. Or yes, it is your right. The like police chief. 
get involved, do what you're supposed to do. But at the same time, where is our faith? We don't have faith anymore because every time we turn on the news, one of our own are dropping like flies. So what do you think the biggest, (coughs) and obviously, you know, I'm under 30, so I wasn't around and, you know, when things are really going on to the extreme. But what do you think the difference is between our generation and previous generations when it comes to the faith about people willingly going out and saying, like, I'm going to go attempt to vote today or I'm going to do this knowing that I might not come home. I feel like we're not with every and I understand why I just feel like we're not all united like we should be. I feel like the times before us. Things weren't documented like how they are oh, yeah, now. Yeah. So I feel like back then they had no choice but to do sit-ins, right. but to write, yep. but to be yep. that voice for yep. us so we can do yep. what we have to do right yep. now. Absolutely. And the fact that we're not doing what we're supposed to do right yeah. now is it's making it harder for me to say, you know, that it's... It's okay for us to to be sensitive. It's not okay for us to be sensitive. Yeah. We're opening a wound. Women, okay, so this is a little off topic, but it kind of plays back into everything. Right. We sit, black women Mm -hmm. that don't know each other from a can of paint can sit in the same room and talk shit about one another. Yes. Yes. But let Amanda and Becky sit in the same room. It's uproar. But that's just like Gabby Douglas when she went to the to the Olympics. Like, we were so concerned about her hair. And my thing was like, baby girl is at the Olympics. She is at the Olympics. The white people didn't care. Instead of uplifting her in that moment in time, we were like, why wasn't that baby's hair combed? Like, why, to me, why is that a factor? But had it been a white person who said, why does her hair look matted and nappy? Oh, we would it, it would have been over. Or and like done the with. guy who I think he was a commentator uh-huh. for like a college or uh, NBA players. No, for um, WNBA players, he said something to the fact of nappy-headed hoes. Oh, 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 oh. Um, I think it was the UConn girl Huskies. I yes. think it was, and he said something about them being nappy-headed hoes. Yeah. Oh, oh my God, this is, was it Ron Sterling? Was it? Don't quote me. He's I got, just know he was a white guy. I know I know his face. Yes. I can give you his face, but I can't give you his name right now. Yeah. It's just I love us as black people, and I definitely think we are taking strides in the right directions, but you know Not to cut you off, but I feel like we need to stand for something or we're gonna fall for everything. That's that and that was and the point right that now, I was getting to. And we right need now, to be united. We are falling for everything. Pick a side. We are falling for everything. Mm-hmm. One minute we're boycotting Gucci. One minute we're not. One minute we boycotting the NFL, but as soon as Madden dropped, as soon as people's team was playing, they were out there watching again. I don't get it. I don't get it. You want us to boycott all of these things and then turn around and then we're supporting it again. Yeah. What facts are, What facts do I have to support them? I think that, you know what, though? I think it's also a generational thing. It is. I, not even just black people. I think it's a... It's a generation it's before a gener- us. They know how, they yeah. know how to boycott something. And, and be on strike and all that other stuff. I think it's a generational thing where things are happening so fast. Mm-hmm. And we are back into the social media world where it's popular to hashtag a Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. It's popular to hashtag a Me Too or I Stand with Kaepernick. 
But then as soon as something is back in our favor that is appetizing to us or whatever it is, it's just like, yeah, but no. We are very, we are, I think we are a very situational generation. Yeah. I do. And it, it just, it saddens me. But nonetheless, I, I don't want, you, again, I don't want you all thinking that I'm against black people. Or I'm trying to bash us and things like that. And it's stuff like that where we're trying to have these honest conversations. And then sometimes we get upset by it. Mm-hmm. Like we, we cannot do that. And it's just all, for me, it's all in the, be- the betterment of having these conversations are important because I feel like in the, in the black community amongst ourselves, just like with families, sometimes you need to check people. Yeah. And I don't feel like we do enough checking of our own sometimes. So I'm going to just leave it at that. Cause I know what is this your check gonna, for today? People are going to be like, why would you say that? That's rude. Da, 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 blah, blah, blah. Yes, Liv. You better give it all. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. But shout out to the young lady who went ahead and wrote that article. It was everything. And it spoke to me. And if I'd be curious to know if any of you are aware that you do the code switching. I want to know. Because I know it's not just me. I know it's not just me. Oh, it's not. Because I do it at work, too. But I don't even be... When I answer the phone, hi, hello, good morning. Yes, I put on what black people call my white work voice. <laughs> yes. When you call me at my work phone, yeah. or if I don't know the number, yeah. I'm going to answer it like it's my work phone. When I go to interviews, hi, I make sure my hair is straight. Girl. Yeah. Ponytail or straight hair. Nice slick bun. Yes. Some nice little uh, chapstick on her lips. Yes, you don't want to do too much. Too much. You don't want to do too much. Aw. One day, sis. You know what, though? Real quick, um, before we end, when I was... Like I said, I live in the DMV area now, and there's nothing more amazing and more beautiful to me than when I moved out here to see doctors and police officers look like me. And I remember when I was working for Children's Hospital, and I had initially gone in for my interview, and I was worried because I was transitioning at this time, so I didn't know what to do with my hair. And I walked into the door, and the medical director was black with her natural hair. Mm-hmm. When I tell you, it gave me all the feels, and I was just like, excuse me, you're the the medical what? The medical what? When I tell you it did things for me, and it was the most beautiful thing to see, well, I felt, because I needed that at that time, and I don't know if any of you girls have ever transitioned, but it, for me, it was a very traumatic, very emotional time, and I never knew what to do with this hair, okay? Um, but I appreciate it. I did. And it was good to see someone who looks like me in a position of power. You know what's crazy, and we've never told people this, we both work at children. We both worked at Children's Hospital yeah. at one point. Mm-hmm. That is so freaking crazy. And then we both have we both work at another job at the same time. And now we know each other. And now we and know we each only other. found out through conversation. Right. Aww. That's crazy. Small world. Shout out to Children's Hospital. Right. Shout out to you, Children's Hospital. I miss y'all, but y'all y'all benefits wasn't what it needed to be. But that's all right. I love y'all. I do. Huh. <laughs> I'm going to be quiet on that one because I can, I can give you a whole episode on just children's hospital themselves. No, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that, though. Because your kids may have to go there one day if they get sick. Well, you right. We're going to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, friend. Do we have a music plug for this week? Oh, my gosh. I actually have a couple. When we went on Twitter and we went ahead and we posted our... Um, music plug and we were looking for people a young lady by the name of ashley bg sent me some of her music 
and I absolutely loved it. So, no, I'm sorry, her name is Ashley BGA, and the song that she sent me is called, hold on, I don't want to say it wrong, Pink Coats. I love it. And actually, this week, I do y'all one better. Being that it is Women's Month, okay, and I've been playing games and telling you all that, oh my gosh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to make this playlist. I finally made a playlist. It will be available for you all on Monday. Thank you very much. And it's got 10 songs of some artists that I really like. They're up and coming. So again, shout out to Miss Ashley BGA with her song Pink Coats. I love it. Um, I can't wait to hear from more music from you. And she is also featured on our playlist. Arshay. Thank Ma'am. you. Alrighty, guys. So that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode of the Hashtag Nobody Famous podcast. And as we always mention, please make sure to follow us on our Instagram page. And our Twitter at MB Famous Podcast. And don't forget to check us out on our Facebook at Nobody Famous Podcast, guys. Don't forget, it is a new page, and I'm plugging it hard for you. Yes, and make sure you subscribe. Our new episodes drop every Monday at 10 a.m. Thanks, guys. Don't forget to join the family, guys. Oh, my, you're so abstract. Bye, y'all. Bye. <laughs>